Welcome to Inspirational Living with Shonda Jenkins. Are you ready to rediscover you? On this show, I share stories from my own personal experiences, knowledge from spiritual teachers, mindfulness leaders, and philosophers, guiding people to inner healing, self-discovery, and self-love. If you're tired of feeling stuck in cycles from your subconscious programming, or you feel like your life lacks a sense of purpose, tune in today while I share with you another tip on how you can live a more fulfilling, joyful, and purposeful life. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you guys that I wrote a book. It's called Finding My Happy Place, inspiring you to live a happy life. Finding My Happy Place is meant to inspire you to go on your own journey and free yourself from society's beliefs of who you are and who you should be and how you should live your life. I used to struggle with people-pleasing, insecurities, and feelings of unworthiness until one day I decided it was enough. This book is meant to inspire you to get your power back so that you can be the best version of yourself and find happiness in the process. Because each day you wake, when you fill your mind with inspiration, more incredible things will happen for your life. This book is more than inspiration and motivation. It's a self-development book meant to propel you to create the changes you want to see in your life. So are you ready for changing your life? Do you need a daily dose of motivation? And are you ready to be inspired? This book is... Is here to help you live a happier and fulfilled life. The book is available on Amazon. I have paperback for only $10. The hardcover is only $15. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it's $0. Or $5 for the ebook. So if you're ready to live a more happier and fulfilled life, check out my book. Finding My Happy Place, Inspiring You to Live a Happy Life. All right, you guys, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Inspirational Living. I'm your host, Shonda Jenkins, and this month's theme, we're focusing on harnessing abundance, getting rid of limiting beliefs, and tools to help us all stay positive when our life is falling apart. Today, I have with me Veronica Morgan Young. Today, she's going to be talking about how to stay positive when life is falling apart. Veronica is a a practitioner and intuitive guide at Forest Connections. Welcome to the show, Veronica Morgan Young. Thank you. you. (laughs) Thank you. And Veronica has so many like modalities that she uses in her practice. So can you share with people a little bit about like what you do? And I just love your business name, by the way, Forest Connections. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's definitely it's a connection to the forest and the 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 in the Amazon is where we specifically we work with medicines that come from the Amazon forest. Um, there's a few different ones that we specialize in. Hoppe, which is a sacred tobacco, um, it's a different strain of tobacco than what um, is smoked in cigarettes. It comes from the tobacco trees in the Amazon. And they take the bark of the trees, they dry it out, and then they grind it into super fine powder. Then they take other plants from the forest and they have different, different um, hoppes. 
So each hop A will have, um, it will have like a some from like a plant, like a tree, like the Samoma tree. Um, and each, each different plant helps indicate and heal different parts and move mm -hmm. energy differently and tune you into different parts of your higher self mm -hmm. and connecting you to the universe. And it's a very grounding medicine. It will ground you and it will connect you to the universe, to source, connection, creator, God. However, everybody, I use all of the terms because to me, it's all one and the same. And so um, it will connect you, it will ground you and you will get knowledge and information and it will go in your body and it will heal and cleanse. And so it's grounded into this fine powder and then the powder is blown up the nose. Wow. And it goes to the third eye and helps to open those channels. Wow. <laughs> this is my first time hearing about this. I'm like, this is, this is some good stuff. <laughs> it is. I mean, I had, I hadn't heard about it like a few years back. I didn't know anything about these medicines. And as I was working on like my own personal healing and my own journey and using a lot of different, different other modalities and different, different ways to get to where I needed to heal. That's when the plants started coming into, started showing up. They show up when they're, when the people are ready for them. Yeah. And for each person, everyone's journey is completely different. And so, and the different modalities that they're drawn to for their path and for their journey and into tuning into their higher self and tuning into the universe and their source creator connection to God. And it will guide you in that healing journey. It, they also have hop A's that are indicated that work for specific like healing health, like physical Okay. I I think this is something that everybody needs to know about, especially like with so many people that are like suffering from like, like different diseases. I think having something like that, that is more holistic than like taking medicines. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It definitely helps with, with so many physical the physical aspects, because a lot of times the physical, the physical elements that we have in our body and that we're, that we're essentially suffering from come from the unprocessed trauma and emotions that we have been unable to heal. And so this goes in and it heals those and helps heal even the physical. Mm. Wow. And then I work with a few other ones as well. I work with Sananga that are eye drops and it helps to just clear and heal the heart and to where you get clarity, like, like the intuition and clarity that will come through with the Sananga eye drops and they do burn. <laughs> oh, <geez>. they're, <laughs> they're eye drops and they burn. You drop them, they're dropped into like the corner of your eyes and then you blink your eyes and let them go in and it burns. Like if you've ever gotten peppers in your eyes or, mm. a, or an essential oil. Um, I know I've gotten peppermint oil where, you know, you rub your eye after you've been using those and, <laughs> and it gets in your eyes and it burns, but it typically only lasts like two to three minutes, the burning part before you get the healing. Cause some people it will last longer. Some people will, will last less. And so it works in just a beautiful way of pulling up those emotions that you're, that you've kind of blocked off and built this wall. Like we, as we go through our, um, different traumas and we don't process and fill those emotions, we kind of start to build up these walls that 
like we just start kind of protecting those emotions in us and our cells start locking up around them to Mm -hmm. keep them, you know, in there. And then that starts creating the anxiety and the depression and all of the different diseases in the physical body. And so when we start processing and tuning into those emotions and these medicines will help us to do that Mm. and they will pull those emotions up. They'll help unlock that and help bring out the emotions that you're ready to process because we sometimes have to, we have to work at all of our own, own level, our own like speed, our own level, where we're at on our journey at that time. Okay. So until I was like ready to really start clearing and healing, you know, past stuff, the medicines didn't appear in my life. And then they showed up when it was time, when I was really starting to dig deeper into my work and I was ready to just get in there, like, and just clear and move that. I didn't want to live that way anymore, you know, of where depression coming in and anxiety and just the different ways. And it becomes, it's exhausting. We have no energy when we're holding all of that because we're storing it in our body. And so our body has no energy to move and to do the things it needs to. And it's, we're not really living life. Yes. Wow. We don't have any energy when we're storing all that in our bodies. So how long, like what? what brought you here? I know you said like the medicines didn't show up until like you were ready for it. Like what brought you there from where you were to like, now you are working with the plant medicines and stuff like that. I went through, like, I grew up with my dad in it, but it was in a religious, you know, a religious setting, but where my dad was very in tune to back in the eighties and nineties in tune to the trying to like tune into the ways that we were always meant to live with Mm -hmm. we we hold this power inside of us each one of us does we are all healers inside and so he I was raised knowing about all these different things he would seek out and find many different modalities throughout his life different ways of you know the meditation and tapping and just whatever was coming up, you know, and he spent his life trying to, you know, heal himself and struggled with it all the way up until the day he passed. And, um, but he never gave up. He never stopped trying because he always knew there was something more that was out there and it was out there. It was just a lot of these, like these particular medicines were in the Amazon and they were being utilized by all the tribes in the Amazon, the ones that are protecting the forest. And, this and protecting this way of being. And so they started bringing those now into like the Western world and sharing them. And like, we're at a time with humanity where humanity is needing drastic healing and transformation as we're shifting, you know, the earth and we're shifting the energy and we're healing the planet and we're healing ourselves and tuning into the collective oneness that we are all one. We're one with each other. We're one with the earth. We're one with the universe. We're one it's one, it's all just this big one energy of love yeah. and tuning into that vibration. And so for me, it was doing what I was able to do when I was able to do it. And for a time that was going to different conferences and taking different classes and courses and finding ways to start the healing process, to jumpstart it um, with affirmations and 
just trying to find, you know, the lessons in why the different traumas or different events were occurring and to view them differently than what we typically would. So when my, my dad passed in 2011, and so I didn't have as many tools then. And so I didn't heal and process the grief and the emotions in the way that I, you know, knew I needed to, I did start looking more into grief at that time and the emotions that we all feel, but I still wasn't fully tuning into allowing myself to experience it. We're these beings of light and love, but we are in this human body that we chose to be in. Yes. And we have to honor that. We have to honor this body that we are that we are a part of that we chose to become a part with and one with and honor that the human experience is very real and it's very transformative and feeling those emotions they're very real and validating those emotions. Yes. Honoring them, feeling them, allowing ourselves to really just feel that emotion and then when we're ready releasing it and letting it go because we don't have to hold on to it. We don't have to stay in that state. So when I started out, you know, I mean, when you initially begin on your healing path and your healing journey, things seem hard processing, you know, people's doing shadow work, which is healing the trauma and the stuff that from the past that you haven't healed doing the things in your current life as they come up. So you eventually reach a point where you do heal your past and you're working on the now. You're working on each thing as it comes up, which becomes more organic, which is how we were always intended to be. Mm. Yes. So with with all of that, like what do you say to someone who's going to be trying to do this past, but how do they stay positive? when everything is falling apart? It's taking a step back almost from what you're going through and looking at it from an outside perspective because it is very real to us, but also stepping back from it and seeing it from both inside us and from the outside of it and feeling that and recognizing and seeing that each of these different experiences that we're here for and that we go through is a lesson on the path to our purpose here and to becoming one with our higher self and embracing that. And so doing the things that we're capable of in that moment, because it's different for every single person where you're at on your journey, it's going to look different from one person. No one person's journey is going to be exactly the same as another, because we are all unique, which is interesting because we are all one too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we're, we're, we are unique individuals and we are also one as a collective and a whole. And so being able to see it from both perspectives and then the emotions and the feelings that are coming up from whatever experience that you're going through in that moment and you're going through a hard time and you're struggling and you have something that you're dealing with and tuning into what are those emotions that I'm dealing with. Yeah. And why is that emotion? Is it, is it hard for me to deal with right now because of something unprocessed from the past that it's now triggering this place inside of me that is going, oh no, you know, like this is connected to that as well. And so you're healing when you start your journey, you're healing the current and the past. 
mm-hmm. and connecting the two where they're at and what is it triggering? What is it bringing up? And then as we heal the traumas, then we sometimes still even have some like raw spots inside us from that particular trauma where we've mostly processed and healed it, but then something will kind of trigger it because it hasn't fully healed. Yeah. So feeling the emotion that's there. My mom passed away January of 2022. And that was when um, I had looked at it and I'd been on this healing journey and had been doing a lot of work um, personally. And I knew when she passed away that I didn't have to be as hard as it was when my dad passed because I had tools this time. I had more knowledge. I didn't have it 10 years prior. And now I have different tools and there are so many different modalities out there and so many different people working as energy workers and, and that are there to assist us and tuning into which one, which person who is an energy worker and their modalities and which modalities tuning into what feels right and resonates with us. Yeah. So I would never tell anybody to, this is what I did. And so this is exactly what you need to do Yeah. because it's not going to look the same for somebody else as it did for me. And so, um, when my mom passed, I took time and I knew, and I jumped into my healing immediately. And I went to some drum ceremonies and, and healing, um, retreat events immediately, like the week after her following her funeral. And I was blessed that it all was beautifully aligned for me, that Mm -hmm. that happened to be there. And it was back in, when I was in, I had to fly back out to Utah. I had just moved here to South Carolina and it just aligned perfectly for me to be able to attend those events and to be around people who were doing their work and healing themselves and, and moving that energy. And I, then I came home and I took time for me. I took time to feel those emotions, the sadness, the anger, the every single emotion of the grieving process is very real. It's very valid. And you have to allow your body to feel it and move it. The goal is don't stay stuck in it. Yeah. Don't let it consume you. So find the things that will allow you to find the light and tune into your light while you move and process those emotions. Yeah. So trying to find the, the light that allow you to move into it and process that emotions. How do you, how do you get someone there? Cause some things can be hard for some, like to actually try to find that light when they feel like, okay, this just happened to me this week. Then I lost my job. Then I lost my car. Then I lost my house. Like, how can that person continue to get up every day and be positive about life if there's always things hitting them back to back? That's the interesting part about it is when we have the things hitting us, they seem to come in huge, huge flows. When we start sitting in in our pain, we draw more to us. Mm. Whatever you're putting out is what you're bringing in. And so even though it's looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. So all of those things happen. There is a reason why things are happening. Sometimes things are being moved out of your way so that you can get onto the path that you need to be for your healing. 
feeling the, the positive in it that, you know, and seeing that there is usually a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. And it's finding out for you personally, because it is different for every single person. What is that light? What is the lesson in this? What am I missing? When we don't learn the lesson from something that happened, it keeps coming back to us over and over again in different ways mm. until we learn the lesson. And that can be like some people, like I have known, they're like, okay, bad things always happen to me. Could they not be just seeing the lesson or are they actually putting out that and getting it back? When you're, when you're, so words are powerful. Words are super powerful in changing the mindset and the way that we speak, the words that we put out to the universe is what we get back. So when we're saying bad things always happen to me, we're now affirming that bad things always happen to me. Yeah. So you're essentially asking for more bad things to happen to you because you're claiming that mm -hmm. the words you use is what you claim. And so shifting your words and it takes time and it takes practice of shifting, yeah. shifting the language that we use and catching yourself. And as you start to catch yourself, you'll start even when you're around other people, catching them and being open to other people, correcting your language as well. Because when I, I, the people who are in my close inner circle, if I am using the wrong words, I want them to catch it. I want them to say, Hey, wait, um, I caught, this is what you said. There's a better way to say that change your words. Mm -hmm. You change your words, you change your life. Wow. No, I, I like that because sometimes it can be challenging to tell your friend, hey, you shouldn't call yourself stupid or all these yeah. words. Um, because some people not don't understand the weight of the words. Like yeah. I, I have conversations with my kids all the time and they'll joke and they'll be like, mom, we're just joking. I'm like, your body doesn't know any difference. Like, right. know this. So we don't use these words because your body is thinking you're talking about yourself or you're talking mm -hmm. about somebody else. You're also bringing it on yourself. Um, so that can be a challenge for like me telling a grown person, like, Hey, you should be saying those words. Cause in my mind, I know that's not probably good for you to say like bad things always happen to me or nothing ever works out for me or nobody supports me. Cause you basically are bringing it into your life. And, and that's where, you know, sometimes it comes into the mix of we don't have where we're, when we're stuck in our trauma and we're stuck in these patterns that have been created, we have these patterns and this conditioning that's inside our body. Yeah. And we have to start rewriting those patterns and shifting and releasing and letting go of the way that we were conditioned to be, to not feel our emotions, not feel our feelings. Yeah. But that doesn't resonate. We should feel our emotions. We should feel our feelings. We should be validating them because they're very real. It's very real to me, you know, when you're going through a different, I mean, essentially everything we go through, we have to kind of go through a grieving process of it. Yeah. We have to grieve, grieve who we're become like our old self as we're letting go of, of the patterns and the conditioning. And we have to honor our childhood of, you know, these things happened. And now we need to look back and see that that doesn't mean that that's who we are. We choose who we are. We get to decide who we are. We get to decide who we become. Yeah. 
Okay. And words are where it really starts. It really starts with the words and the mindset and the mind frame and allowing and, and recognizing that when those thoughts come in and those thoughts come to us, catching them before it comes out of our mouth, before we vocalize this negative, you know, about ourselves that do we really believe that? Or is this just something that happened throughout our life that now conditioned and created this pattern that now we believe this, even though we know our higher self knows that not to be true. Yeah. And there's times where we need to reach out to others. That's where, you know, all of the energy workers and different people and our friends and our loved ones come into, into our lives for a reason. And they're either there for one of two reasons. They're there to help guide us on our journey and path and lift us up, or they're there for more lessons for us. Yeah to learn lessons from and recognizing the people that we surround ourselves with are the people who we become like. Mm. So if we're surrounding ourselves with a lot of people who live in their misery, that's why they use the term misery loves company. Yeah. We surround ourselves with them. We just become and stay miserable with them. When those people start being moved out of our life, because that's where they want to live. We can't make anybody choose. They yeah. have to choose for themselves. Like, do I want to stay in this place? Do I want to feel sad? Do I want to feel miserable all the time? Do I want to be angry all the time? No, nobody does. Not everybody knows how to find the resources out there, which is what's so beautiful about your podcast and about this Upstate Hillers collaborative group that we have where people are being brought together and they're being shown the different ways and the different different mm -hmm. guides that there are out there to help guide us um, in the process until we do find the strength and the empowerment in ourselves to, to go through the emotions and go through the process with ourselves. Yeah. And that's, that can be challenging when you're around people and they're like all negative mm -hmm. and they're your friends or they're your family. Like, I don't want to not be around them, but so you end up bringing yourself down by staying around them. How do you talk to someone who's like, I don't want to not be around my friends or my family because I care about them, but what do I do if I feel like they're bringing me down? Limit the time that you spend with them. Start recognizing when you're around people, like, how do I feel when I'm around this person? What part of me does it bring out? Is that a part of me that that honors myself? Am I honoring myself? Am I, does it validate me are they open to change are they open to heal or do they just want to live in that because mm. not everybody's ready to I mean if someone had told me 10 years ago this is what I would be doing I wouldn't have believed them yeah I'd have been like I mean that sounds very nice but um okay <laughs> yeah but <laughs> me yeah, um, sure <laughs> yeah like there were things that I was open to but if someone would have brought these out you know, that far back in, in my past, like the medicines, the plant medicines, if they would have come to me back then, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. So it's, it's seeing that each modality and each healing method is, is very beneficial, like, and in tuning into what is everyone ready for? Sometimes people, it's just a sound bath, go to a sound bath, just lay there, be bathed in the sounds, let the sounds and the vibrations move through your body and start unlocking and moving those cells and opening them and allowing those emotions to come up and release and move and heal and fill and filling mm -hmm. into our bodies. So it's really about just 
what you're ready for at that moment. Just yes, doing something that feels, I guess, safe in, in your perspective, because a lot of things, like, especially if you grew up a certain way, trying something new, like some of the things that are natural, um, is not always accepted. At least I know. Right. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not always accepted. Like I know a lot of people don't think that like, you know, some of the things that I use are from the light and from good and they are, I know what they've done for me. I've seen them transform other people's life. I've seen it bring people who were on the brink of, you know, suicidal and didn't know where to go and couldn't pull themselves out of that. And Mm -hmm. these medicines helped to heal them. They helped them in their healing journey and brought them back to life and back, brought their light back in and released the darkness that was, you know, surrounding them and holding them down and keeping them back from becoming who they were. Yeah. Wow. So I kind of feel like sometimes like, I don't know how you feel about this. I feel like depression is kind of like you trying to keep up with an identity that you don't want to be, but I don't know how you feel about that. I would agree. I mean, when we're not living authentically as our true self and who we are, it does cause depression because we're not tuning in to ourselves. We're trying to live in this box of what society has created for us as to who we should be and what we should be doing. And it's conditioned us to stay inside this box because that's where the darkness has power and control. Mm. And there's a lot of people out there who are not doing things for the highest good and for the healing of humanity. They're doing it because they want power. They want control over the people. And when we are following what they've guided us to do, (laughs) that's why there's so much anxiety and depression in the world. Because we're trying to stay in this box. Yes. And And we don't fit in a box. We weren't meant to be in a box. (laughs) We're energy. (laughs) We get trapped. We're in a box. We can't even, can't fully express ourselves. No, no, I definitely get that. I really believe that um, we're meant to be more than, than we are allowing ourselves to be. And I think that's kind of why people life starts to fall apart or because their life is maybe saying, Hey, we about to, everything's about to fall apart because I want you to see there's greatness or something better on the other side. Yeah. But that doesn't honor you and finding those people in your life who you can contact when you're in a place where you can't reach out when you're in a, in a cycle of depression and you're stuck in that pattern and you don't know how to get out of it. And people were conditioned for a long time, a lot of years to just keep it to themselves yeah which just created more but when we vocalize how we're feeling and say this is what I'm feeling and we find the people who can help us to find the light in it or who can just honor and validate and love us when we're in that space that we're going through this and we just need somebody to love us and say this is this is real this is valid and your emotions are real yeah and feel them we were so conditioned to just shove them down and hide them. Yes. <laughs> I definitely stuffed a lot of my emotions in life. 
and didn't tell people what I was going through. Um, again, because of fear of what people would think or say if I don't have my life together. And that could, that was very stressful because now I'm suffering in silence. Yes. And, and then you're alone. And when you're alone, the darkness will consume you. Yes. And it, and it did when I was, when I was depressed, what would you, how would you help someone? Like, um, I know that, you know, say they can't come to you. What is some tools you feel like that could be useful for somebody to just start doing now to really help them like have a more positive life when, when everything is falling apart? Are they constantly consuming the media and getting absorbed with all that? Like, what is some advice to give them to really help them get their life back on track? I mean, you, you start small. Yeah. You start small where you can because not everybody can. It's like when somebody is trying to shift the way that they're eating. Yeah. And they want to eat a healthier, eat healthier. They're not, it's really difficult for some people to just go cold turkey, cut out all the bad, bring in all the good and shift their diet that way. Yeah. And, and the, because food is medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if we're consuming food that is then deemed food, air quotes, food, yeah. <laughs> because, but it's really filled with chemicals that alters our brain chemistry and it messes with our mind and our body and our body doesn't know how to handle it. Um, back when I was, you know, working on a lot of my healing journey and I was raised where we ate very healthy and very strict. And then I went through a time, you know, as an adult where I wasn't eating all the things in the way that I needed to. And I started small. I started cutting out things that I knew didn't resonate with my body. I started tuning into my body. Does my body really want that? No. Tuning into the way that you're feeling after you eat something. Mm after you ate that. So when you are feeling like you're going through this panic and all of this, your brain feels like it's going crazy and tuning into, okay, what did I eat that day? What did I put in yeah. my body? Did that help me? No, probably not. Did, were there things that I have eaten that do help? And so you'd start eliminating things a little bit at a time and start inputting more of the good, cutting out certain drinks that aren't helping you and adding more water into your life so that your body, our bodies need water to function and finding, and it works, it works that way with that and with our mind. So the foods really have a lot to do with where we're at in our, mm -hmm. in our headspace. Wow. I think that's something that a lot of people don't mention about like how our food affects our mental health we weren't allowed to eat sugar or anything like that growing up. So my dad had a holistic practice in Las Vegas where he helped people to heal their bodies and uh, back in the eighties and nineties and was doing colonics and teaching people, you know, how to take care of their bodies. But he was also learning himself while he was doing it. And so I was raised with more knowledge than, than the majority of people were because of the way I was raised. But then I still did you know, grew up and started eating things that, you know, didn't resonate with my body that my body wasn't asking for. And so I've started working to where now when I'm like wanting something, I'm like, does my body want that? Or is my mouth wanting that? Mm. Wow. Cause a lot of times it's just our mouth trying to tell us, yeah, put more of that in us. And our body is screaming at us. No, please don't. Okay. So starting small, 
And really just focusing on it, like the foods that we're eating and saying how we feel um, mentally after eating them or if we felt mentally unstable that day later, like asking ourselves, like, what do we eat um, that day and kind of like how it affected us. Okay. And where our body is where our body is needing and then adding in the things where our body is needing that nutrition. Like when I'm craving something healthy for me, it's because my body is really needing something when my brain is needing some extra brain power, you know, avocados come up a lot. And so like, that's all I want to eat is avocados because it really, it really helps with your brain function. It's those, those healthy fats. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So really focusing on food will be something that could really help them first. Yeah, definitely. And then I went through a couple of years after I had my last child, I went through two years of postpartum depression Mm. and I fought through it. I knew I did at that point in my life, I had enough education and knowledge that I knew don't just hide, don't just keep it to myself. So I did talk to my husband. I vocalized it. I talked to a friend. I started finding supplements that helped me physically. And if I hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't have survived. Okay. And then I started using affirmations to recondition my mind and the patterns and the thoughts in my head. And the best part about doing the affirmations was when I finally would get to a point where there was one that I just didn't believe for all those times I was saying it, you know, I set a reminder on my phone and I would go through and read these affirmations every day and ones I didn't believe. And then there would come a day that I finally believed that affirmation. Mm. And that was huge because that was empowering and felt so good that I finally believed I love myself. Wow. That is powerful. So saying the affirmations and keep on doing it, even when you don't believe it, because you are able to finally believe that what you were saying. Yes. You had, you had so many years of the conditioning and programming Mm -hmm. and patterns created in your mind and in your body. So it's not going to just click overnight. They're not just going to disappear it takes time to undo and shift and start changing and moving those into a new pattern and into a new and to recondition our body and our mind to believe the things that we're telling it, the the things that we really truly are because kids don't come into this world, not loving themselves or not loving anyone else. They just love themselves. They love everyone else until they're taught Mm. that they're unlovable or until they're taught that we don't love those kind of people. Wow. So it just, it's definitely going to take time because I think that's one of the things that, that really discourage people when they start something, they think, okay, it hasn't worked. It's been a week, but it's important to understand that it does take time for you to recondition your mind to thinking another way. What else do you think someone needs to know about what we're talking about today, like how to stay positive when life is falling apart that we haven't discussed. Even if there's like, you feel like you can't really do anything, you know, like sometimes we are, we're in those places where we are in such a low place that we 
can't bring ourselves to do anything. If you can just turn on a meditation. And I know there's like a lot of people out there who are like, I can't meditate. I've tried it. Not everybody could meditate the first time they tried it. It took time because your body and your mind is trying to tell you, you can't do it. Mm. It's a, it's not natural. It's (laughs) not normal, even though reality is it should have always been natural and normal. Yes. (laughs) And the meditations help in rewriting the structures in your body because it tunes you into a different frequency that's out there. Mm -hmm. And so even looking up a meditation on YouTube, and if you need to go to sleep to the meditation, go to sleep to it because it's still doing the work. Okay. So just turn it on and let it put you to sleep. I did that for, for part of my life when I couldn't do anything else. I turned on a meditation and I just went to sleep to it. Wow. And let it, let it do the work while I was sleeping because we're still hearing it. Yeah. It's still getting in there. Yeah. No, I love that. Cause a lot of people think of meditation and like, is this, you gotta be like some, I guess a guru or like a monk or something. Like how you, yeah. How you yeah. say like the Buddhist monks, like yeah. meditate and they just go into, they literally just lift into this zone and into this all other like reality. Like they completely are like their bodies, like their bodies there, but yeah. they are not. Yeah. <laughs> they are in this like state of flow and connection with the universe. And that doesn't happen like overnight. It takes time to like train ourselves to do that. So when you are in a meditation or even in a sound bath, if you go to a sound bath and your mind is distracted, that's okay. Acknowledge that it got distracted. It went there and then bring it back and just repeatedly bring it back, bring it back over and over to what you're doing to the sounds to the vibrations to the meditation just keep bringing yourself back and eventually it becomes so easy that you can just sit there and go into a meditation without any assistance yeah that's what the beautiful thing is though about hoppe as well as it really helps you get out of your head and out of your mind it quiets all of that mind chatter that we can't seem to like turn off that just goes and goes and goes, which is why sometimes we're up all night because our brains are like, it's just got so much going on in there and we don't know how to quiet it. Yeah. And so when the hop a goes in, it kind of just silences it. Sometimes that's all people just need like to fill the silence because it's not always there. Yeah. It's always like, Oh, I got to do this in a few minutes. I got to go get the kids. I got to go do that. I got to do this for my mom, my dad, whatever. I got to do this for work. So quieting that chatter is is key. And so being able to use meditation, even hape, like is beneficial for really quieting that mind. Like, so three things is adding things that the body is craving and understanding, like starting small, Finding supplements, affirmations that help you recondition your mind, talking to people like your husband or your significant other, your friends, and just turning on meditation. If you feel like you can't do anything else, just turn that on when you feel like you don't have the energy to do anything else. And it's putting on YouTube. You don't have to really pay for that. Yeah. And I did that with, there was a song that I came across and found, you know, back when I was really, before I was ready to really go deep, I was still healing, you know, and, and coming out of postpartum depression and 
I came across a song on YouTube because I was seeking, I was asking, I was looking for answers. Yeah. And so I found a song called Prana Pana, which is all about life force energy and healing. And if you read the description on, on that, it is a beautiful, beautiful description. And I would just turn that on on YouTube on my TV and just play it all day, every day in my house. Yeah. And it was to the point that my little kids would ask me, cause it's got this beautiful tree on the, yeah. on the image, just full, just a light lit up tree. And it just sings this song. That's just over and over. It's like a 30 minute thing. And I would just repeat, turn it on again and again. And they would ask if I would turn on the tree. Oh, they love the peacefulness that it brought yeah. into the home and into them and into me because it shifted how I was feeling. Yeah. Wow. We got to have, you have to share that with us so I can put it in the comments below. I will have it because I yeah. really think that just having that, that's not something that they have to actually force themselves to do. Cause like, I know when you're down and out, like, you don't, yeah. we tell ourselves we don't have the energy to do anything, but having that song is really going to help us uplift ourselves um, without even having to actually do anything like physical. Yeah. Music is powerful. The things that we listen to with the songs and the music it ingrains in our body and in our mind. And so there's so many healing songs out there where these people have written these medicine songs and that, you know, it was given to them yeah. and, and it does, it shifts our reality and it shifts our brain and it reconditions it. So like the music that we're, we're listening to is very, has a lot to do with it. And that's the other things too, not just music, the shows that we're watching. How did you feel yeah. after you watched that show or mm -hmm. that movie? Did that feel good? Or if you're watching it, tuning into the energy of how you're feeling while you're watching it, is that making you feel light and uplifted? Or is it making you feel more darkness and sadness and grief? Because you do, your body tunes into all of that. You become a part of what you're watching and what you're listening to. And it becomes a part of you. Yes. I can definitely agree with you on that. That's something that I share with my kids and I share online because I feel like what we're listening to is can also determine our life. So if we're listening yes. to a, lot, a bunch of stuff that is negative, then we can also start seeing a lot of negative stuff show up in our life. So I definitely agree with you on that one about the music and, and what we're watching. What else would you like to share with us today before we wrap it up? Oh, I don't know. I could share all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> just finding the different, the different modalities that work for you, yeah. the different, the different tools. So, and creating the tools, getting yeah. yourself and collecting, start collecting different tools and tuning into, you know, and even if they're not initially working, don't be too quick to rule them out to say yeah. no unless you're getting a big, um, no, this is not resonating with me at all. Yeah. Cause not everything does resonate with everyone. And even finding, you know, the healers out there, there's so many different people that do Reiki and we work with Reiki as well. Me and my, I work with my husband and my best friend and we do Reiki and drumming and the medicines, the plant medicines from the Amazon. And so the drums help a lot too they help to release and move the energy and the emotions. And so we combine all of those and, and the, and Reiki, if you can't do anything else, schedule an appointment with 
with one of these Reiki practitioners out there, because there are a lot of them and there are some really good ones and they will help to activate that energy in you to start helping heal. Yeah, no, I, I definitely am an advocate for all the healing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really have enjoyed today and just wanted to make sure we got everything out there. I know you can share for days, but I always right. ask time, like, is there anything else you want to leave them with before we wrap up? Just tune into love. If you can't tune into anything else, tune into the gratitude and the love for there. I mean, I, hopefully there's at least one thing or one person, or if you can't find love yourself, find love and the gratitude that you have in anything, anything. You can have gratitude for walking outside and the sun is shining today. You can have gratitude for walking outside and it's raining today yeah. and the love of that, because once you start tuning into that vibration of gratitude and love, then it starts shifting your reality mm. where love is like judgment doesn't reside. Love and judgment can't coexist. Yes. And so my dad had this quote that was, I stopped judging and started loving. Mm. I like that. I'm going to write it. <laughs> and that's what I learned along my journey as soon as I learned to love myself fully and completely love myself yeah there was no more judgment for me there was no more judgment for others and things creep in you know there's there's moments where something happens and and I lose that for a second but if I can always come back to that and finding love again or any you know love for anything you just start small yeah no start small and it will slowly start to shift and then you'll love love everyone and you won't judge anyone because we weren't meant to we're beings of love yes (laughs) that's what we were always created to just love yeah no I love that stop judging and started loving tune into the gratitude of love and finding love because once you tune into the vibration that starts shifting your reality like Mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect way to end our experience together yes thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) so thank you guys for tuning in today I hope that you found value in today's episode and that this story inspires you to start tuning into love using these tools and starting small don't try to eat an elephant like just take it one bite at a time starting small and using the tools that were shared today by veronica and if you have benefited from today's episode do me a favor and leave a review because this helps others be able to access this podcast also share this with someone you love and care about because sharing is caring all right you guys thanks for joining us today I love you guys. Bye.